Why do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is the Herman Cain Show. My name is Mark K. I'm not Herman Cain. I'm Mark K. Not K. Mark Cain. Some people get that confused all the time. We're not related. I'm not like his younger brother uh, or cousin. I might be his cousin. You know, some of our family members are close, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, welcome, uh, WSB. I think we're, we're joining the show now as well as all the other Herman Cain affiliate network stations. I'm so excited. 160 nationwide. I'm, t I'm on four myself, so this is a much better jump up for me. Uh, however, I'm still in the same crappy Jacksonville, Florida studio, but whatevs. In just a minute, we will be chatting with Jamie Dupree about the big news of the day. If you missed it, the Nevada caucus yesterday. That's the legions of faithful fans, Trumpites everywhere, cheering for their man who's, I mean, swept Nevada in what you could call a landslide. We love Nevada. We love Nevada. Thank you. Thank you. Donald Trump loves Nevada. Uh, Ted Cruz also making a speech. Um, he, still, he still thinks that he can beat Donald Trump. And the undeniable reality that the first four states have shown is that the only campaign that has beaten Donald Trump and the only campaign that can beat Donald Trump is this campaign. I don't know. To me, it sounds like he took advantage of way too many free drinks at the blackjack table, but, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, another guy who was there, but now he's no longer, is our man in D.C. who was in Nevada and sometime between last night and this morning got on a plane and flew to Texas. Uh, please welcome to the Herman Cain Show, Jamie Dupree. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Good morning, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Texas. What part of Texas are you in? I'm in Houston, buddy, and I'll give you, let me give you one little civics lesson. It's okay. Nevada, not it Nevada. Is, I don't know. We had some people from Nevada call us earlier. Are you no, sure it's we, Nevada? I've, I've heard from too many people in Nevada who have yelled and screamed at me in the last <laughs> couple of years from right. Nevada. So, hey, Are you sure it's not Nevada? Yes, exactly. It could be. <laughs> Look, um, uh, all kidding aside, last night was a huge win for Donald Trump. What has everybody yeah. been saying for weeks? There's no way he could get. He had a ceiling of about 35 percent. There was no way he was going to get above that. Yeah, 46 percent is what he put on the board last night. In fact, he got he, Donald Trump, got more votes yesterday in the Nevada caucus than were cast in the entire Nevada Republican caucus four years ago. Wow. There were only 33,000 votes. Trump had over 34,000 this time around. So they doubled their turnout uh, with a little extra uh, for the Republicans in Nevada. And now, I heard that the turnout blew past any of the Democratic votes a week ago. Uh, I don't think that's true in Nevada. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought they had more, but I could be wrong. I stand okay, corrected right, we'll on that. Say. But I, I thought yep. I had seen that they had actually a bigger turnout, but I could be wrong on that. I'll go with what you say because you're regardless, the expert. Regardless, um, I think what it shows more than anything is that if people have been sitting back thinking that Donald Trump would fade, uh, I, I think you need to rearrange things in your mind and realize <laughs> that you might be watching the guy who is going to be the Republican nominee. Uh, so far, there has been no real sustained effort by anyone or any group to go after Trump. He is not campaigning on issues other than maybe mentioning immigration, and that's right. really it. Uh, this is more of a movement. He has been able to take away from Ted Cruz and anybody else sort of the outsider mantle. And in a sense, you know, just as the Tea Party sort of tried to take over the Republican Party in the last few years, Donald Trump, I think, is on the verge of taking over uh, everything from the Tea Party and the establishment, all on his own terms, and which is not really, you know, 
this is not the conservative party issue oriented kind of uh, uh, effort that you would see from the Club for Growth or other uh, conservative groups. Right. He is not talking. You are not getting in-depth discussions about the state of Medicare or Social Security or anything. This is all about one thing. People want to send somebody to D.C. that's going to shake the town up and do it in a big way. And they see Donald Trump as the best vessel for that argument. Is this Obama's fault that Donald Trump has been able to come to such a problem? I mean, and you, you talk about it. 46 percent in Nevada for one candidate in a five-man race is huge. Is it Obama? Is it Congress? Is it the Republicans? Is it a mixture of just incompetence on all three aspects? Yeah, I, don't th- I don't think anybody is directly to blame. I, think, I, I really do think it's wrong to blame sort of the Republican establishment or something like that. Because, frankly, uh, I look at uh, the GOP right now, again, unable to even move a budget in the Congress. Right. Uh, that, that's a, a fault of people refusing to deal with each other, uh, you know, and staking out extreme positions and refusing to budge. Well, if you're going to refuse to budge, you're not going to get anything done. And if you're not going to get anything done, then you fuel the fire back home. I mean, I, I can just as uh, well, I think, blame the Tea Party for setting the stage for Donald Trump as I can the Republican establishment. Everybody can't have what they want. You've got to come to some deal along the way. And I would forecast a President Trump would come to a lot of deals that, frankly, the Tea Party and others would probably hate uh, because of the details <laughs> involved. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not over or anything. But look, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and to a lesser extent, John Kasich, uh, they have to figure out a way to slow Trump down. Next week, we have 10 states on Super Tuesday on March right. the 1st. Right. There is one state where I think uh, they would have a legitimate chance to stop Trump, and that is here in Texas, where Ted Cruz is obviously, it's his home. If Ted Cruz cannot beat Donald Trump in Texas, I would forecast he would have to get out of the race, probably. Is uh, there a differentiation? Do we know what the differentiation is as far as the polls go in Texas? I know Trump's probably second, polls, right? uh, One that showed Cruz up only about six, and then there was a new poll out today that that showed Cruz up, I think it was two or three, and uh, Rubio just a few points behind them. Wow. So, you know, I don't know if we're gravitating toward a three-man race in that sense in some of these states. Remember, there's an awful lot of geography to cover for Super Tuesday. You have Texas, which has mm-hmm. by far the most delegates. Georgia, it's double, double what Georgia has. Then Tennessee, Alabama, Virginia, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Vermont. And again, I say for those of you who insist on calling it the SEC primary, last I checked, <laughs> Vermont, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Virginia, Oklahoma didn't play in the SEC. Yeah, they that's don't. just a minor <laughs> point. So I, I think when you get down to it, there's a lot of places that you might be able to do something, but there's a freight train with a name on it that's got five letters that says Trump, and it's bearing down on everybody. And Stop. as of right now, there's nobody really has an answer. Now, technically, you can look at the delegate rules, and they are uh, an extreme mishmash of proportionality. Right. If you can keep Trump from running away, then the the delegates, it's sort of a muddle, though you do get an extra uh, amount of delegates in some of the states for winning. But, you know, Trump then just keeps adding and adding to his numbers. I can see why Marco Rubio and John Kasich want to stick around until March the 15th in their home states. But if by then they can't even win their home states, then uh, I, th- I would think things would be over. Let's talk about Rubio, because Nevada was a lot of people saying his last best hope in Florida. I don't Trump- know where that came from. I, I think that I think that's frankly I, I, I don't know I, I've seen all this reporting recently that the Rubio yeah. people talked up winning out there. I was in Nevada. There was no chance Rubio had to win. But couldn't I, he I, have he could have I guess he was expecting to lose by less is what they're saying. Well, maybe, but it's not the same as winning. I don't I don't know. Let me put it this way. I don't yeah. know any political reporter worth his or her salt that would have written a story in the last couple of weeks that said Rubio was expected to win in Nevada. 
I don't okay. know where that came from, because when I was in Nevada back in the end of last year, it was very obvious to me that Trump was the leader. It wasn't so, even close. So I mean, what is Rubio's chance? I mean, he went to bed last night in Nevada. He didn't even give a speech. Nevada, no, he did me. not. He did so, not go to bed in Nevada last night. He, he, went, uh, he had events yesterday in Minnesota and Michigan. He woke up today in Michigan, I believe. Oh, gotcha. So what is his path there, though, if there is one? Because Florida is not going to go to him either, what the, as, if you look at the polls. Well, if you look at the polls, but time can change. Well, his path is the same as Ted Cruz. You've got to try to pick up as many votes, uh, many delegates as possible in the Super Tuesday states. And then there's another five states on the Saturday after that. And then there's March the 8th with even more. So, I mean, there's a lot of states out there. And then once you get to March 15th, then you start getting to the winner-take-all states. Right. And that's and if, when, if you can win in Ohio or you can win in Florida, then you get the full boat of delegates. And, you know, I, that's it is a risky strategy, but it is possible. But possible doesn't always win. Is March 15th a drop-dead date then for Marco Rubio? I don't know if it's drop-dead, but if you can't win your home state, I think the writing's pretty much on the wall. And if it's Donald Trump winning your home state at that point in time, then I think where we know where the Republican race is going. And then that, that makes it a big day for John Kasich as well, if, it's, if he loses sure, in Ohio. Sure, same thing. And Kasich last night, he, he picked up one delegate, even though he skipped Nevada. Uh, he's in. Uh, he's been doing the March first states the last couple of days. Now he's even going further than that. He's in Louisiana, which is I think the fifth, and he's in Mississippi today, which is the eighth. And so he's desperately trying to keep himself afloat all the way through the fifteenth. And look, you can fully understand. Uh, Cruz is not going to get out. He wants to be here for Texas next week. Right. Rubio's not going to get out. He wants to stick around for Florida on the 15th. Kasich is not going to get out because he wants to stick around for Ohio on the 15th. That's fine and dandy. The problem is all along the way is that Donald Trump uh, will likely chalk up a number of wins. Okay, so where does that put Ben Carson? Uh, there's some rumblings that Ben Carson might get out soon. I still think if Carson gets out, that actually benefits Trump. Uh, I agree. interviewed a, a number of people last week who were either Trump or Carson. And I've seen some polling data to back that up in a few states, too. So if, if Carson were to get out, you know, there might be a few people that would stick with, uh, uh, with over with Rubio. But I would think most of them would go to Trump, probably. No, I mean, he's the only other outsider left in the race. So if he leaves, you know, you've, get, you've, got, to see, you've got to see Donald Trump picking up a lot of those. If Marco Rubio gets out after the 15th, if Florida goes Trump and Marco Rubio, even if he doesn't get out, but it's clear that he's got to really seriously do some soul searching, the Republican establishment... I got to think they're going to Trump because they just are not fans of Ted Cruz. Is that what you see or hear? Yeah, but I don't think if, if Cruz can't win in Texas, then he's not alive after next Tuesday. So, I, I mean, I, I think the establishment has spoken very loudly by not doing very much at this point. Right. Uh, because they, I, I still think they look at Trump as somebody that they can work with more than anything else. It may pain them to do that. But I think they see Trump as eminently somebody that can cut deals and that they can work with and survive. Now, there's a broader question. Some people say he would destroy the party in Congress. I'm not so sure I buy that, but we'll have to see what happens. To me, this is uh, the experiment on a national stage with what we saw in Minnesota with mm -hmm. Jesse the Body Ventura <laughs> and in right. California with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. In fact, it was in Nevada a few months ago when I was covering a Trump rally and they were playing music at the end of the rally. And I stopped and thought to myself, where have I heard this before? And it was at a Schwarzenegger rally right before the recall election in 2003 in California. Right. And it's to me, it's very similar. A, a famous person who motivates a lot of interest simply by who he is, who talks a lot about changing the system and sort of throwing the bums out and more. 
Uh, and if you look at what happened to the two of them, it wasn't of the happiest of endings because they were sort of not owned by either political party and got squeezed between them. But we'll see with Donald Trump. All right, real, uh, we got about a minute left, Jamie. And again, uh, thank you for checking in from Texas. In, in a general head-to-head with what looks like most likely will be Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, uh, who, where are the numbers? What's the, what's the take at this point? Now, I know that a lot of people will immediately say there's no way Donald Trump can beat Hillary Clinton. I guess I would say that three months ago, most people said there's no way that Donald Trump can win a state. There's no <laughs> way that Donald Trump can win the Republican nomination. Yeah. There's all these people that say they won't vote for Trump. Uh, I, I guess, um, you know, there'll always be some, and, and we've seen them. But if the, the bottom line is Trump versus Hillary Clinton, I would bet that there'd be a lot more Republicans that would vote for him than, than say they would right now. Fantastic. Jamie Dupree, you have the world's best political blog. Thank you, sir. And, and even better on Twitter, at Jamie Dupree today, you can see how my hotel reminded me where I was with the Texas-shaped <laughs> waffle that I yes. got to eat this morning for breakfast. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's <laughs> Do you pour hot sauce on that? or Yeah, I mean, there, was, there was more than an ample amount of that off to the side. You are correct, sir, yes. And it's uh, jamiedupree.com, right? jamiedupree.com. Check in for all the stuff behind the scenes, and uh, we'll be on the road. I'm going down right now to a Ted Cruz rally in Houston and then a Marco Rubio rally later, and then right. tomorrow the GOP debate. It's Jamie Dupree in Texas. This is Mark K for the Herman Cain Show. We'll be back in a minute.